you guys so much this morning for leading us with such passion. And uh, we're just blessed that every one of you in this house has joined us and every one of you has joined us online. You're in for a treat this morning. Uh, you see me uh, every week. You get to hear from me all the time. But in the last couple of weeks, you got to hear from some incredible voices, some from in the house and some from out of the house. And I know each one of us has been blessed as, we'd heard, as we have heard what God has said to us. He wants to speak to you this morning. How many believe that God has a word for you this morning? I believe that no matter what situation you come from, no matter how good it is or how bad it is, this morning the Lord has something for each one of you. He desires to reveal himself to you, and in the revelation of Jesus, there is transformation in his people. Amen? Amen. And so I want to introduce somebody to you, again, who needs no introduction. You see him every week. You hear him every week as he introduces us. If you're watching online, you see him every week as he introduces us and closes us out. But he, and he's done that faithfully. I always say that if you can do announcements with joy, if you can welcome people with joy, same thing, week in and week out, and you can do it with joy and with excitement, then you can be trusted to, t- to preach the word. Amen? Amen. And so you're going to hear this morning a message from Jake Hannon. As he comes, not yet, but get ready to welcome him as he comes. But I, I have walked with him. I hear his heart. I've even walked with him this week as he has wrestled over what God wants to say to his people. And I trust that what he has to bring to you this morning is a word from the Lord for you that will bring transformation to your heart. So get ready to have Jesus revealed to you in a fresh way. Would you welcome and honor the gift that's among us, Jake Hannon, as he comes to share the word of God with us. Come on, give it up for the Lord. Give it up for Jake. Let's honor the gift that he is to us this morning. <laughs> Love you. Wow. Let's have some fun today. Come on. Come on, somebody. I got a million notes. I got a million papers. I don't even know what's going on. I've been wrestling with the Lord all week, man. You know what I'm saying? So this message is, I'm right here in it with you. But while we were worshiping, I felt the Lord say to the church, this is a watershed moment. God is about to break through in this church. And you, uh, you can't even put into words, you can't even expect, you can't even expect what is about to come. It is far greater than anything you can ask or imagine. I want to encourage you today, whatever you've heard about New Covenant Church, well, I guess if it's bad, don't, 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 uh, don't hold on to that. If you're in the Lord and you've been faithfully going here or if you're new, whatever you see, whatever you hear, I want to encourage you that it's true. You didn't hear God wrong. None of us heard God wrong. He is doing amazing things. Pastor Josh asked us this morning, why, why are you here? Why are you serving? And to be honest with you guys, he said, I, I serve with joy every week. To be honest with you, sometimes when I just get up, it's just been hard, man. With everything that's going on in the world, It's just tragedy after tragedy. It's conflict, and I'm worn out, and I'm personally wrestling with the Lord myself. It's been a crazy season. The Bible says it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the Lord, but the Lord reminded me this morning, and I don't mean it's a dreadful thing because God is going to mess you up. It's a dreadful thing because we're dealing with eternity here. We're dealing with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the most powerful force in the universe. He holds the stars in his hands, and he can do whatever he wants with you, but he has chosen to be a God of covenant, a God of promise, and he has chosen to do nothing but good in your life. Amen? And sometimes we we forget about that, and personally, I've forgotten about that. I've said, what's the point of all this? 
What's the point of all of this wrestling? <laughs> but the Lord reminded me this morning, what, what do I believe in? Pastor Josh said, what do you believe in this morning? And I believe in revival. I believe in revival. And that's all I got. Because here's the deal. I didn't choose God. God chose me. God came running after me in my darkness, in my weakness, in my sadness, in my pain, and in my misery. And God is running after all of our hearts this morning. He is coming to wrestle with you. He is coming to break you down so he can break through in your life. Do you believe in revival? We need to repent as a church. I really believe this strongly. But it's not like that repentance where it's like, okay, I got to get it together. I've been trying really hard, but like I've been failing. It's not that type of repentance. Repentance doesn't happen in our own strength. Repentance happens when we receive the word of God. And the Lord says this morning, receive revival in your hearts again. Receive revival in your hearts again. We're not going through the motions just because we have to wear masks and we have to clean after service and get up out of here. You know, it's difficult. It's challenging. It's weird. It feels like our strength has been taken away. Communal, uh, communal worship, the worship of the church, feels like the church in America is under attack right now because we're not being allowed to, to meet. And hey, it's all good. Like, I'm about like loving our neighbors and making sure everyone's okay. But it's, we're not fighting against people. We're not fighting against politicians. Okay, We're fighting against an agenda. And the agenda comes from the pit of hell. And the agenda is trying to rob the people of God of his blessings in their lives. And this morning the Lord sent me to tell you, reclaim the blessings of God. Reclaim the promises of God this morning. God has dreams for your life. God has plans for your life. God has plans for this church. And the Bible says that Jesus told Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. And what? The gates of hell will not prevail against it. God is building this church. God is building your life. The enemy is not going to win against the church of America, against the church of the world. Amen. Can we give God a hand in this place today? Hallelujah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Listen, let me just talk to you. I got some notes. I got 20 minutes, I think. Please bear with me. Let's see how this goes. Let's do this together. Let's wrestle with the Lord together this morning. The title of my message is called Exposing the In-Between. I think we have a slide. It's called Exposing the In-Between. Oh, this church is dope, man. We got sound effects up in here. We got a team. Anyone know where that's from? Anyone know this song? Stranger Things, let's go. I'm not a big TV show guy. And honestly, I watch Stranger Things more because it has like really cool depiction of like the 80s. And I just love their swag and like how they're vibing with each other. They go to the arcade and like play games and ride around on their bikes and it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? So I don't really necessarily love all the show because it's like about this dark, crazy force that's trying to take over the world and like there's some weird scenes, like not bad, but just scary and I don't want to glorify any of that and I think, I think in, our, in our time right now, we're, we're glorifying evil so much with our, with our striving, with our conflict and we need to stop glorifying evil and we need to stop just receive repentance and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't fight against uh, the enemy in our flesh. 
We can only fight the enemy by the blood of Jesus Christ, and it is finished, amen? God said it is finished. By his stripes we are healed, and his blood is sufficient, amen? The battle is over. But let me tell you a little bit about why it's, my sermon is called Exposing the In-Between, because like I said, there is an agenda, and it's not a political party, it is Satan. He has an agenda for this world. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to explain what he's trying to do to the church through Stranger Things. So just bear with me, please, all right? This, you know, I'm going to read you the description of Stranger Things. So there's this place, all right? Sorry if you haven't seen it. I don't know if you should watch it. It's a good show. I like it. The Upside Down, okay? The Upside Down is an alternate dimension existing parallel to the human world. Most, if not all, so okay, we know that there's a kingdom of darkness, right? All flora and fauna present in that dimension are linked together in a hive mind controlled by the mind flayer, okay? So literally Satan, right? Essentially forming an enormous superorganism. A key component of this hive was a species of humanoid predators dubbed demogorgons. So they're like demons, right? Which originated from this dimension. On November 6, 1983, during an experiment hosted at Hawkins National Laboratory, I know you guys care so much about this. A child test subject named Eleven, don't need to know that, made interdimensional contact with a demogorgon and unintentionally opened the gate. She opened this gate, which starts to just wreak havoc on the world, and it's this beautiful little town called Hawkins, and all of a sudden these demogorgons and things are flying around, the sky's changing. All this stuff's happening because she opened the gate. Through this gateway, the mind flayer, Satan, began using its dominion over the upside down to invade the town of Hawkins, spreading biological matter, the goal of eventually evading the entire earth. However, this plan was stopped when the gate was closed, <clears throat> supposedly severing the dimension's connection to earth dimension. Uh, when we know that when Adam sinned, a curse was brought on this world, and that's the reason that everything's happening right now. God is not the God of disorder. He's not the God of chaos. He's not the God of evil. He is good. Satan brought all this into the world. We opened the gate but God wants us to close the gate, amen? And it might not all go away, but as the body of Christ, as Christians, we can be strengthened this morning. We can be strengthened as the church of America that we have the ability to shut the gate. And it's by repenting and receiving his revival for our lives. It's not fighting. It's not, it's not assuming a political spirit. Although if you're called to politics, go kill it, hallelujah. Do it for the glory of the, go- the Lord, but it is through resting in the promises of God. We're going to be in Genesis 32 this morning, uh, verse 22 through 32. This is the story of Jacob wrestling. To be honest with you, I, was, I didn't know what I was going to preach about this Sunday. And my wife was praying for me this week. And I said, I don't even know what I believe anymore. I don't even know if I believe in, what's, in God, in what's happening. And she said, she's, she's, she just said, let me pray for you. Hallelujah. Rebecca, thank you for a praying wife. Um, Pastor Dan and Nancy said their rules for dating were they, you have to marry someone that's as godly or more godly in, as you. So I'm going to implement that in my family. I definitely won on that end of the trade. My wife is more godly than me. So hallelujah. Praise the Lord for my wife. And uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't think that I'm like some heathen up here. I'm just standing here by the grace of God. And, uh, and, and she said... Lord, I thank you that you're wrestling with Jake. And I was like, are you kidding me? Don't say that. 
what's wrong with you? You're supposed to pray good prayers over me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, I thank you that she's stepping into my space saying like I'm doing something wrong. Because immediately when we think of wrestling with God, we think we're doing something wrong. We think he's wrestling with us, right? Because he's mad at us. Because cause, cause we, we, we're off and, and he's on and he's just going to come attack us. And so many of us have been left in this place with the Lord this morning. It's a dreadful thing to fall in the hands of the Lord. And we're wrestling. And we're tired. And we're broken. But God says this is the best place that you can be. Because I wrestle you because I love you. I wrestle you so I can bless you. I wrestle you because I have plans for your life. And everything is about to change. Hallelujah. Everything is about to change in your life. Everything is about to change for this church. Everything is about to change in the church of America. Because God is in control and he is good. Hallelujah. So let's read Genesis 32, verse 22. We have it on the screen. I'm going to read it in my Bible as well. Uh, That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. It's a river. Okay, let me just paint the picture here. He's about to meet with Esau. He stole Esau's blessing, right? Uh, uh, Their father Isaac uh, was blessing the, the kids. And Jacob tricked Isaac and got the blessing of God for for his family. And now he's about to meet with Esau. He's coming face to face with Esau, the one who's going to condemn him, the one who's literally said, I'm going to kill you. And uh, Jacob is is struggling, man. He's alone. He is fighting for his life. He is in a desperate situation. It says, um, after he had sent his, his family and his wife and everything over the river, he was left alone. And it says, a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched, literally popped it out of the socket, disjointed, wrenched pain as he wrestled with the man. The man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Hallelujah. This is the word for the church this morning. We have to hold on to Jesus It's okay for us to have the faith to say, Lord, not me, but you. Don't, I will not let you go until you bless me. That glorifies God because we don't bless ourselves, he blesses us. I feel the Lord stirring faith no matter where we're at this morning to say, Lord, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. The the change of the name literally was the change of everything. Everything changed in this man's life. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. He blessed him in the space that he was broken. The, The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, which means face of God, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Lord, thank you for your presence in this room. Thank you for breakthrough, and thank you for what you're doing, God. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are, by the Holy Spirit, releasing angels, God, and you're releasing promises, and you're releasing dreams, and you're releasing your blessing on your people. Thank you that we don't have to fight that we can just receive your revival this morning. Amen. So <clears throat> I was watching, I watch a lot of YouTube, 
And uh, I was watching this show, it was like top 10, so top 10 GoPro uh, moments with animals, okay? And they're pretty dope, like one's like a shark, like this guy sees a great white shark and he's freaking out, and then, uh, you know, you got dangerous animals, you got rhinos, you got, number three was a guy chickling, tickling, tickling, chickling a chimpanzee, say that five times fast, he was tickling a chimpanzee, and I was like, what a buzzkill, man. Like, I want to see scary, dangerous situations. My heart is pumping. Now I got to watch this cute thing. Sorry, that's just me. But uh, it, was, it was interesting, I guess. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because the rest of the video was good. But uh, number one was um, this dude wrestling with lions. You ever seen this guy? He, like, goes in the wild and wrestles with lions. And I'm like, what is this guy's deal, man? Like, so what he'll do is he'll, he'll go up to the lion and he knows their name because they have a name because they know their name because he named them. doesn't make any sense. But he calls them by name. And then he'll just like run up and he'll tackle them. And I'm like, oh, dang, like he's, that's bold. Because like that thing should eat you, right? And uh, normally lions have to travel, you know, far and hunt all day to get their food. And uh, he's literally just presenting himself as breakfast to the lions. So I'm like, so he'll be like this. He'll go up to the lion, he'll tackle him, and, and he'll be on top of the lion. And he'll be like, and I'm like, yo, either this guy has the Daniel anointing and he's speaking in tongues and he's got this lion just, just floored on the ground, or he knows some, some trickery where you can like, like keep lions down, right? We all know that it would be a horrible thing. It would be like that if the lion were to just wake up out of his stupor and realize that that's your lunch right there, right? But hey, the guy's got it figured out. Well, that's where we're at with, with this story, right? Jacob is wrestling a man, but this man is actually God. This is called a Christophany, I think, which is an appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. How many know Jesus was crucified from before the foundations of the earth, but he didn't appear until zero, the year zero, I guess, Christmas when we celebrate it, right? But he was crucified before the foundations of the earth because he's always had a plan to chase us down, to save us, to come after us. And this is literally the grace of God, that Jesus shows up and he wrestles with Jacob because he loves him so very much. But I just want to, I want to pose this question today. Are we, are we like Jacob? today because there seems to be this moment between the breaking of Jacob and the blessing and and I felt the Lord and I felt myself personally we've spent so much time with everything that's going on in the breaking the Lord wants to let us know he's not going to leave us in the breaking this morning he is bringing us to a place of blessing this was not a real match Jesus or Jacob was just used to to tricking his way along. He was the deceiver. He was the heel grabber. He stole a blessing. But now he has to come face to face with reality. He has to come face to face with God. I just want to ask if the church of America is like Jacob today. We're we're so tired. We've been wrestling. Every Facebook post we see, every conflict, every tragedy, it wears us down. The Facebook wars that are happening. The Twitter wars over the Sabres who are not playing. Just kidding. It's Twitter sports. Facebook is just drama. 
Anyways, we're exhausted. I don't know about you. Maybe you got more energy than me, but I'm, I'm exhausted, man. I can't even click on those things anymore. I'm just like, man, I'm worn out because I'm wrestling with the Lord. I'm like, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? Where are you? And not only are we tired, but we're disjointed. Literally, God popped the hip out from Jacob. That's where we are as a church. God has taken our strength away from us in some respects. We're not able to meet like we were. The church doesn't look like it was. We, everyone spent thousands of dollars on new cameras and, and, and live streams and all this stuff. We're trying to figure it out. Lord, what is the church going to look like? We're disjointed. Maybe you're disjointed this morning. Maybe it's been popped out. Maybe you're damaged. And maybe, like me, you've been jaded. You've been saying, why bother show up? When's this going to end? What's the point if I got to go in and do two songs and then I just got to leave the building? What's the point of doing all this? What about my dreams? Lord, I'm just here. I'm, I'm kind of checking the boxes. I'm just kind of like doing it because you said it. I've fallen into the hands of God. And it's a dreadful thing. But the Lord is saying to us, to his church, to the church in America, that he doesn't stop at the breaking. He brings us to the blessing. Amen? It literally says, he blessed him there. Why, why does God have to break us in order to bless us? The Lord said, he touched Jacob's hip so that he could touch his heart. But here's the problem is that this, this, this Demogorgon thing, this stranger things, all this stuff that's happening, it's trying to prevent the church from getting the heart of God. Because Satan knows, man, Satan knows if we get real, if we get serious, if we figure it out, if we don't let go of God during the hard times, if we put our whole heart out there, if every single Sunday we keep showing up, no matter what it takes, no matter what it costs, if we keep believing, if we keep resting in the promises of God and the revival he, he has for us, there's nothing he can do to stop us, man. He can send calamities, he can do stuff, whatever, but if, he, if God gets our hearts, if God gets our hearts, if he has intimacy with us, if we get real with him, there's no stopping us, amen? On this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Don't be surprised by this fiery ordeal that's come upon you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said you will walk through the fire and you will not be burned. All right, I guess I'll get to my notes now. All right. Whew. Thank you, Lord. This is not the end. God's turning graves into gardens pain into promises. Hallelujah. So how do, we, how do we shut the gate? We talked about this, this gate that was laid. How do, we, how do we shut that? I got three things, and I got like one minute. How much time do I have? Okay, I won't, I won't go through them. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Okay. Number one, don't let go. Like, I already talked about this. You're like, what's the point? Just because your hip is disjointed, doesn't mean your heart has to be disjointed. What if God was inviting us to demand his blessing? In verse 26, 
Jesus says to Jacob, let me go, for it is daybreak. Jesus wasn't walking away because Jacob had won. He wasn't like, oh, please let me go. I mean, can you imagine Jesus wrestling Jacob? You know what I mean? He'd be like, he'd be like Jacob would be like, hoo-yah, hoo-yah, hee-yah, try to tackle him. And Jesus is like, wow, that's cute. You know what I mean? Like, wow, good one. I'm scared. You know, he didn't say, he didn't say, let me go, for it is daybreak because he was out. He didn't say that because he was going to leave Jacob where he was. He said that because he was testing Jacob. He said, is Jacob going to let me go? Is Jacob going to let me go? And I don't have this all figured out, man. But I'm just asking this question. Would we go with God? See, God is turning everything around. He is a redemptive God. And he is inviting us to turn it around with him. This is not just another day. This is a day of breakthrough. Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must believe he exists. Hallelujah. I feel someone's dream is being revived right now. Anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Hallelujah. People say salvation is free. We've got to pay the price for the anointing. You are. He'll take care of it. Just rest in his revival. But don't let go. Don't let go. All right, number two, recognize God. Satan wants you to believe the underground, the underneath, what was it, the in-between wants you to believe God is against you because he's wrestling you. God wants to turn your wrestling into blessing. It's like, we, God, he started it. That's what we feel, right? We're like, well, God, I'm just trying to serve you. Why you got to put this all on me right now? You know, you ever heard kids fight, and they're like, he started, no, he started, no. When does that ever end good? You know what I mean? It's always conflict. Hey, he started it? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He started it. God came to wrestle with you. He sent Jesus to wrestle with you. He's sending Jesus to wrestle with you so that he can bless you. Why is wrestling one of the last sports allowed back after COVID? Because you guys, you're close. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord is bringing intimacy to the church in America, he's bringing intimacy to our church because the virus will spread if we wrestle and God is spreading himself on us. You don't truly know someone until you've wrestled them. So next week, we're actually going to, instead of church, we're gonna, everyone's going to wrestle. We're going to have matches uh, in, the, in the lobby. Nick's going to be the, he's going to boom, 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 it's over. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um. I don't have the authority to make those decisions. I thought it would be funny, but... Um, <laughs> Jacob said, unless you bless me. See, he turned from wrestling for the world's blessing to turning and wrestling for God's blessing. A- uh, Pastor Josh calls me Angsty Jake because every couple months I just start go- going haywire and I'm like, we've got to do something. And that's a good thing. God made me that way. We have to be angsty, but we don't do it for the world's way we do it for Jesus we do it for the kingdom angst in the kingdom is a good thing it's a sign of your faith hallelujah if you're an angsty person give the Lord a shout of praise right now come on come on so good so good be strong in the Lord all right number three we just got to get real Satan wants you to believe God will reject you for your weakness God wants to turn your weakness into worship it's so funny because every time I go into 7-Eleven, I, I wear, my mask is like one of those bandana ones or whatever. And um, so I go, no, I don't always just go to 7-Eleven. I'm just saying sometimes I go there for Slurpees for the kids, snacks, whatever, great spot. So um, 
when I go there, I like crack myself up every time because I'm like, yo, I would get arrested on the spot if I ever wore this into a 7-Eleven pre-COVID. But now if you don't have one on, you're about to get arrested on the spot. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what's going on here? I'm like, this is funny. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to think of it. But I, I, I love seeing all the crazy masks. I wore a hockey helmet into Walmart one day. And uh, I felt like it was better protection. And visibility was really high. Um, you know, I just try to bring some, some levity to the situation. You know what I mean? And maybe hopefully people would get a kick out of it. Um, just, just bless people. Actually, and I thought it was kind of funny too. But um, I love seeing all these ma- crazy masks. Like people, one lady taped a sponge to her face. Uh, uh, one put like a birthday hat, you know, a little cone, like a birthday cone. Some people dress up. They're like, hey, if I'm going to have to mask up, I'm just going to go full on. And they dress up in like Superman costumes and like whatever, you know, Star Wars characters. I'm like, hey, have some fun with it. But how many times is it like that with us and God, man? Here in the church of America, it's twisted, it's backwards. See, we're supposed to come to God with no mask. We're supposed to come to him open. And we have twisted around. We're going into his presence all the time with a mask. God's like, hey, Superman ain't my son. Jake is my son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's so good. This is Wonder Woman's not my daughter. You're my daughter. I made you the way you are. Anytime we go to the Lord, he's not going to reject us. Hallelujah. He's going to change us. Literally, God made Jacob admit who he was. See, Jacob was 96 years old when this happened. 96 years old. He'd been, he, he, he had been acting as if he was Esau for 21 years. He stole the birthright. He stole the blessing from Esau. And he was trying to live out somebody else's blessing, somebody else's calling. And God, in his grace, said, no, 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 man. That's not it. I've got my own blessing for your life. Stop putting your mask on. Stop hiding. He gave him a new name. He changed him completely. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. God already knows what's going on in your life. He's already paid the price for your freedom. He's just waiting for you to say, yes, Jesus, I will get real with you. I will wrestle with you. I will let you defeat me. And I know that you're going to bless me. I know you're going to bless me. As a result, hallelujah. Israel means victorious. Jacob means heel grabber. He was always striving in his own strength. And the Lord said, you are strong in my strength. I believe the church in America is getting a new name. And we'll get a new name if we're willing to be real with God. Hallelujah. He's already ten steps ahead of what is happening right now. The place named Penuel means face-to-face. What if God's people live face-to-face with him? What if our church lived face-to-face with him? Satan can't stop that, man. He can't stop. You're the only person that can stop that. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. See, Jesus wants to turn our weakness into worship. Hebrews 11 talks about the hall of faith, and Jacob's in there. And it says, Jacob, by faith, the end of his life before he died, worshipped on his staff. He was worshipping on top of his weakness. You know, you know that you're truly free when you can worship on your weakness. And God wants to bring you to that place. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to close with this. And then uh, I'll invite Pastor Josh to come up and close us out.
The sun is rising above the pain today. Can you feel it? Verse 31 says, The sun rose above Jacob as he passed Peniel, and he was limping. Because it doesn't say, but he was limping. It says, and he was limping. See, the peace that God wants to bring out of your pain. The sun is rising. The peace is so much greater than any pain that you could imagine. He goes to meet Esau, and Esau completely forgives him. And Jacob goes on till the end of his life and worships God through the weakness, on the weakness, in the weakness. Everything is going to change. We are getting a new name and a new identity as a church in America. We're going intimate. We're becoming free. Many will look God face to face and realize their life has been delivered. I believe there's a big harvest coming to the church of God. Dr. Tony Evans said, when God is getting ready to truly bless you, it's going to hurt for a moment. But the Lord says, weeping may stay overnight. There is joy in the morning. Do you feel the sun rising on us this morning? Hallelujah. Love you guys. Thank you for letting me do this. Wrestles with you. How many of you are wrestling right now with God about something? How many of you are too proud to admit it, but you're wrestling with God with something right now? If you're wrestling, would you just stand? And you're standing as a sign that you recognize you're, you're wrestling with God. You're not wrestling with you. You're not even wrestling with the enemy. You're wrestling with the Lord. God, what does it mean? Why have you put me here? What do you want to do? Why am I in this place? And this morning in standing, you're saying, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And the truth is this, he's already blessed us in Jesus. Jake said, Jesus Christ, the lamb who was crucified from the foundation of the earth, his plan was to bless you all the way through. And it might not look like you want. It might not be how you have decided you want to be blessed. It might be contrary to everything you've lived in your life up to this point, but he is here this morning to bless you with his presence and his name and his voice. So God, we thank you for your faithfulness to wrestle us and wrestle with us. We thank you that in these moments, when the reality that we live with come face to face with your reality. That your reality is so much greater. That your power is so much greater. That your ways are so much greater. That your wisdom is so much greater. God, and we thank you that we come away from these encounters with you transformed. In our bodies, in our soul, in our spirit, we come away with a new name. I thank you that you have grafted us in to your family and you've given us the name, the Israel of God. Father, I pray for each one of us today that we would not run from the wrestle, but that we'd lean in that we would hold on to you in faith. 
to see your kingdom come in our lives in a way that changes and shifts right now and for generations. We bless your name that you are able, that you are able. Thank you, God. God, thank you for pulling everything away so we could be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you this morning that whatever you're walking through with the Lord, whatever you're wrestling with him, he wants to do that in you. Jacob was alone when God, God took care of him, but he came out with a testimony. We have testimony of his change. His children gave testimony of the transformation, and we're still living in the power of that transformation. But I want to encourage you, what God's doing in you is a testimony to the people around you. If you're watching, what God's doing in your heart right now is a testimony to the world around you. And it matters. It matters. So share it with somebody. Sound good? All right, I want to bless you. Would you just hang on?